Hey guys, and welcome to another awesome, incredible, fantastic episode of the Snack Podcast. I'm your host, Helena, and this is your weekly advertising and design snack. Today, we're going to change things a little bit and talk about advertising for the first time in just five episodes. There are many great advertising pioneers that we're going to talk about in this podcast, but I found it most fitted to begin with the father of advertising, the one and only David Ogilvy. Being the father of advertising is certainly a title that you don't receive overnight. The process was long and somehow quite unexpected. It all started on the 23rd of June, 1911, at West Horsley. He grew up in a poor family from Surrey, England. His father, Francis, was an unsuccessful financial broker, which brought David a scholarship for straightened circumstances to Fetty's College in Edinburgh. In 1929, he stepped up his game and won a scholarship in history to Christ Church, Oxford. After realizing that his studies weren't successful, he left Oxford for Paris in 1931. But Paris was a challenging experience for David. He worked as an apprentice chef for the Majestic Hotel. Although working as a chef was harsh, this was a cornerstone that molded the disciplined advertising legend that he became. After leaving Paris, he returned to England to sell Aga Cooker's cooking stoves door-to-door. This is the place where people started to notice Ogilvy's potential. His success marked him to his employer, who asked him to write an instruction manual on door-to-door selling. Later on, the theory and practice of selling the Aga Cooker's manual became the finest sales instruction manual ever written in the eyes of Fortune magazine editors. Here's a quote from the famous guide. The more prospects you talk to, the more sales you expose yourself to, and the more orders you will get. But never mistake quantity of calls for quality of salesmanship. His manual became very popular among bigger advertising agencies. Thanks to his brother who showed the manual to Mather and Crowther, a London advertising agency, David started his advertising career as an account executive for the same company. Ogilvy didn't stop there, though. He persuaded his agency to send him for a year to the United States. He settled in New Jersey, where he worked for George Gallup's company, Audience Research Institute. Gallup was a defining role model and mentor for Ogilvy. He influenced the way that he thought and helped him see advertising more objective and realistic. Among the many things that Ogilvy learned from Gallup, he also acquired secret intelligence techniques that he applied and mastered during the Second World War. During World War II, he worked for the British Intelligence Service at the British Embassy in Washington. This was a major game changer for him. Although Ogilvy was trained in sabotage and close combat, during the time that he was a secret Camp X member, he was assigned to projects that included successfully ruining the reputation of businessmen who were supplying the Nazis with industrial goods. With the end of the war began a new chapter in Ogilvy's life. He bought a farm in Pennsylvania among the Amish, and he lived there for a few years where he found contentment in living a simple life as a farmer. Soon enough, though, he realized that being a farmer is not what he wanted to do for the rest of his life, so he moved to New York. In 1948, he founded the New York-based ad agency, Hewitt, Ogilvy, Benson, and Mather, which eventually became Ogilvy and Mather Worldwide, with the financial backing of London agency Mather & Crowther. This was his first contact with the advertising world. In the process of making a company that he described as being so hot that getting clients was like shooting fish in a barrel, Ogilvy landed important customers like General Foods, American Express, Shell, and Sears. Among some of his most iconic work that helped Ogilvy establish his agency were the Rolls-Royce 60 miles an hour campaign, the Man from Shreps campaign, and the famous Dove campaign that helped Dove become the best-selling soap in the United States. In 1973, Ogilvy emerged his agency with Mather and Crowther, which were his London backers. 
The international company formed, becoming the first advertising company that went public. Ogilvy and Mather expanded around the world, and it became a top 10 advertising agency in the entire world. 1973 was also the year that he retired, but it really didn't last that long. Three years later, he stepped out of retirement in his luxurious estate from Tufu and moved to India. He also spent a year commuting daily between Tufu and Frankfurt, where he was a chairman of the agency's German office. This was an eight-hour flight every day, which is something impressive for a 70-year-old man. The Ogilvy Group was bought in 1989 by the WPP Group for $864 million. Although there was a rift in the loop between Ogilvy and the owner of WPP Groups, who was described by Ogilvy as an odious little jerk, the company thrived and it became the best advertising agency in the world. When Ogilvy was asked if there was anything that he wished for, his answer was knighthood and a big family. But unfortunately, neither of those happened. He was named a commander of the order, but he didn't achieve knighthood, and he only had one child from his first marriage. There are a few titles Ogilvy received after his retirement. Titles like U.S. Advertising Hall of Fame, Chairman of the United Negro College Fund, and Trustee on the Executive Council of the World Wildlife Fund. The end of the era marked a sad day for the design industry. On the 21st of July, 1999, David Ogilvy died at his residence in Tufu, France. Among a handful of advertising legends, Ogilvy remains the most famous advertising pioneer. And unfortunately, this concludes our podcast, but I will see you very soon. But don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes and SoundCloud channel so you don't miss a thing. I'll be hearing from you guys really soon. Bye!